Welcome all. It is finally the end of 2020. Woo! Woo! Oh uh, my god. S- scratch that 2020 has already ended and of course in no nothing nerd fashion, uh, we're <laughs> kicking off our year in review post New Year's Eve. Post New Year's. Uh, we're now into 2021. But uh, before we get the show started off, Luke, uh, raise a glass. Allow us, yes, to, to allow to us to raise a glass and rain in yes. the New Year's. Uh, Cheers with, to you, uh, my friend. I'm glad we made it. I'm glad we made yes, it. Uh, for sure. 2021 has has been off to a to a rocky start, but I I think <laughs> you you and I you and I have made through made it through worse. We will we'll get yeah. through this together. Cheers yeah, to you, my friend. So. Cheers to you. Clink, clink. Which and I uh, made a, well, I made a, I made a little, uh, a black Russian for myself. Twitch has got some moonshine, moonshine, apple pie moonshine, and uh, it's it's the first drop of alcohol I've probably had in six months. How's it feel? Longer. It's uh, it's been sitting there for a while, like the <laughs> apple pie moonshine. Yeah. So yeah. the apple pie taste is kind of gotten a little bit softer so it's got that sure. really harsh moonshine taste but it's it's gonna do the trick no matter what uh excellent but excellent welcome all to the know nothing nerds podcast uh i am twitch collins as always um i'm also joined by my uh heavily drinking uh podcast <laughs> host luke westeros westcott hello how you doing hello. today Good. sir I'm I'm very good. Uh, actually, it, it's funny that you should that you should call me by my uh, my official podcast title being Luke Westeros Westcott. Uh, I am showing um, a really good friend of mine Game of Thrones uh, for the first time to uh, recently, and yeah. uh, and we were watching uh, we, we were watching two episodes today. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, we're into season two, so okay. in, in typical fashion, I'm I'm watching this show now for the. You know, two hundredth time and, and thoroughly yeah. enjoying it. <laughs> I know uh, what is uh, to come. I know what is to come, and I'm yeah, so yeah, excited. Yeah. I know what's to come. Hey, I'm so the excited. first few seasons just were banging. Oh, um, my god! So yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I upped my HBO subscription and yes. uh, I gave my girlfriend access to it, and uh, she has talked about having very little interest in Game of Thrones. And sure enough, when I logged into my account the other day, I noticed <laughs> that uh, a new uh, series has been started in the uh, in my channel. I wonder, I wonder what that could <laughs> and be. And it was Game I of Thrones. I wonder what that could be. <laughs> it sure as shit wasn't me because I still... I still can't get over the last season. I, I, know. I keep trying I know. to you, go back. I know. Uh, I went and, back and I watched. I've watched the uh, the tower uh, episode uh, where Cersei blows up uh, uh, Baylor's tower. Yeah. Um, yeah. The light of the chapel, seven. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, the light of the uh-huh. seven. Um, I love it, but it just it's just like this is what it could have been. Uh-huh. This is how I know, I like know, the story could have been like. But so the books it's, twitch, it's been but hard the to go books. back. And we'll have to wait and see how those last two books <laughs> come out. And see. I think it's going to be uh, three or four books, to be honest with you. But The way it's um, seeming, it's got to be like that. Um, yeah. But yeah. when they get released, if they end up getting released by George R. R. Martin, um, we'll have to wait and see. I might do the uh, um, the Cliff Notes version uh, 
you can books. trust you, you can trust me because uh as soon as those books come out no matter where i'm at in, in my walk of life uh you better believe everything. that i i'm gonna drop everything work life whatever's happening in, in my <laughs> life at that point uh, you better believe that I'm going to drop it just so that I can. Just, hey, boss, I, can I need to take uh, two days off or a week all off. I need, all I need is two. That's it. Because I, I, I would sit down on day of release and I would not stop uh, reading until uh, oh. until I was done. It would take me at least a week to get through one of those books. And I would do an audiobook version of it. I wouldn't be able to sit down and read it. I'd probably pass out if i did it the so. uh the guy who does the audiobooks for game of thrones i'm drawing a blank on his name right now but he does a he does a stellar job of them yeah right now like when i go back and read those books i do like to just kind of continuously read them and it makes the time go by quicker yeah and so like if i'm reading a chapter and i have to you know go cook or do something else i'll i'll throw the audiobook on because uh, audible syncs with the kindle um yeah. and so like it it, it the Kindle, it's a, it's kind of an impressive like location finding thing. It knows where I'm at in the page, and then it will just jump the audiobook to where I was at, mm-hmm. uh, and and continue on from there. But the the guy who does the audiobooks is splendid. Although he does in the earlier books, if you if you were to if you were to read if if Winds of Winter comes out, would you go back and like read all of the books? Po- uh, probably uh, just I, to get a little refresher. There, I do like the guy in doing most of the parts. The Roy Dotrus, that, that's his name. Roy Dotrus, yeah. The one uh, person that character that he does a voice for that I cannot stand, and I just want to skip through it so quickly, is Lord Var- uh, Varys. Um, the way you he does like his voice. voice. Oh, because he does his voice like kind of like a pious. Like he's got Lord. marbles in like, his fucking yeah. mouth. It's yeah. so annoying. It's like I. S- he, on the show, that voice matches that character so yeah, well. I agree. But I then agree. you go back and you hear his version of it in the audiobook, and it's just like, <laughs> dude, he sounds like he's more than uh, eunuch eyes. It sounds like he's got a fucking like throat disease or something like so that. So. Yeah, yeah, like a whistle in his windpipe or something. Yeah. Um, so something that I've noticed about. Oh, by the way, people, we will get to our topic in a moment. If yeah. you, if you will give us some space to rant for a little bit, please. Get off my back is what I'm saying. I can hear the listener right now. <laughs> when are they going to talk about the best and worst? Carson, is what they're Carson. saying. And ex- yeah, Carson's driving or doing whatever he's doing right now, probably laundry or something. And uh, and he's like, I clicked on this episode to listen to the to the, to the top five worst and best moments of 2020, of which there are many. Yeah, and there's way more than five on each side of the coin there. Yes, and instead he's trapped listening to to us talk yet again about about Game of fucking Thrones. Game of Thrones yet again about Game of Thrones. <laughs> we can't let go. Anyway, I'm going to continue if I may. Yes, uh, continue, please. I have. I, I'm a little bothered uh, uh, with a few of the things that Roy Dotrus does. I believe he mispronounces some of the characters' names, and that bothers me. But um. One of the one of the things that he's done actually is I was listening to a chapter of of Tyrion's perspective and his voice for Tyrion I honestly think is better than Dinklage's voice. Really, I disagree. Because, I disagree but here's the thing. But, but here's the thing. I do genuinely believe that 
the books and the show are completely separate entities. I believe that, that the, is the characters, so true, so true. E- even down to the characters, that. like the characters, Tyrion in the book belongs with Roy Dotrus's voice behind that. I think that's one of the characters that he really knocks out of the park. But I also cannot take Peter Dinklage out of Tyrion Lannister's in the show. Yeah, so I, I, I like both belong. Yeah. But I think that the book Tyrion's voice makes sense in my head to a point now where I, where when I read Tyrion chapters, I do it in Roy Dotrus's impersonation. Whereas the first time I read Game of Thrones, I did them in Peter Dinklage's voice yeah. for Tyrion. So I, I think that because, has changed. I think because I started out with watching the show first. Yeah, I can't disassociate those voices from the voices that I hear when I sense. try to listen to the book. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is, it It totally makes sense. Um, that was my first introduction into right. the world of Game of Thrones. So why would that so change? Yeah, yeah. It would definitely carry over. So anyway, um, Game of Thrones. We, we Game take of that Thrones. one off. We take that one uh, off. All we have to do is we'll, talk about Star Wars. And oh, we'll, we'll get, get to that. The, <laughs> we'll we got Star plenty Wars. of Star we'll Wars. We'll get to Star Wars. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this episode we're going to do the uh, worst and best of 2020 nerd yeah. moments. Um, yeah. Like we said, there's plenty, but we're gonna we're definitely going to do our top five in each category. And then we'll also do some honorable and dishonorable mentions. Um, yes. Because yeah. it was a big year despite it, uh, 2020 being, like, primarily a shit show beyond a shit show. Um, I agree. I think, I think as, a, as, a, as a world globally... Uh, 2020 was was really bad, yeah. and I, I, I and I think that you know that's a pretty people on both sides of the spectrum would would pretty much generally go with the flow of that. Like yeah. the 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 year was pretty shitty, but I would say aside from movies, content like aside from live action film, content has been rolling out as intended. Correct. Um, yeah. and and that. That means that we don't slow down, even though the production of the sh- of the podcast slowed down quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> entertainment itself, the entertainment world, and things that Twitch and I have to talk about have not slowed down one bit. Yeah. Uh, so to start out, we're going to talk about the worst uh, nerd moments of 2020. Um, and and, and, and I'll get ju- just if I may. Um, yeah. The what we did last year is a little bit different um, just because of of time that we had to devote to it and an amount of stuff that came out in 2019. We did like top five best and worst shows, best and worst movies, best and worst moments. This year we are just going to do top five moments uh, on, yeah. on, on either side, worst and best. And that will kind of all encompass it, or uh, that, that will include books movies tv shows things yeah. like that for each of us i think that yeah. um that there's there's a few reasons behind us choosing to do that but just so it's clear from the get-go we're, we're going to talk about 10 10 things a piece today yeah uh so yeah to start out we're going to do the worst and uh i'll get to it um number five all the deaths of the year uh specifically chadwick boseman yeah um, yeah Definitely one of the worst moments. We had Kobe Bryant, even though I'm not a huge basketball player mm. or basketball fan. And then uh, my namesake of my real name, Sean Connery, passed away this year. Right yeah. alongside uh, his SNL uh, uh, comedy partner, Alex Trebek, passed away this year, too. Um, 
it was kind of interesting. It was kind of weird because you had those SNL sketches uh, uh, parodying uh, Celebrity Jeopardy where Alex Trebek and Sean Connery would go at it uh, with each other. And then the real life versions of themselves ended up passing away in the same year. Kind of sad or definitely sad. Um, yeah. To lose those two big icons, um, for sure, in that realm. But Chadwick Boseman definitely was a huge bummer because, A, I love Black Panther. Despite some of the flaws the movie had, um, I loved the way that they played the villain off in that. The villain was not a completely terrible character. He was He was relatively justified in his reasonings for doing what he did in that movie and Michael B. Jordan did a fantastic job. Mm. And I think that Chadwick Boseman played off of that so perfectly well. Um, it really made me excited to see what black Panther two was going to be, uh, and how it was going to play out. But then he passed away, um, which was extremely sad because man, he, he, he was such a phenomenal actor. Um, uh, Marshall was great. Uh, Defy Bloods. He had yeah. a very small part in that, but he was still fantastic in it. Um, there was one last movie that he was in uh, that got released. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I definitely want to. Uh, but that one definitely hit me, and I, I would count yeah. that definitely as a worst moment of 2020 for sure. Yeah, I I, I agree, and I'm going to uh, to speak in to that a little bit more as well and kind of uh toss my uh toss my opinion into that bin there and on top bit, of that I, like he was just a he was a top-notch human being i mean um, seriously did you did you see his uh, uh commencement speech that he did uh for yeah yeah the college? I went, uh, yeah oh. I did. oh such a trooper too the fact that he he didn't let the fact that he had cancer get in the way of doing uh, what he was wanting to do and uh, uh, keeping it to himself and not like using it as a way to kind of give him sympathy st- and stuff like that was pretty, pretty brave of him in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I for sure agree. So uh, like I said, I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later, yeah. later up in my list uh, <laughs> to kind of, <laughs> to kind of sharply steer away from that, if I may. And I'm, I, I wanted I to get away the, like the dark, depressing <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah, this is I this know, is painful and, out of the and way I'm, quickly, so we can get into the more irreverent yeah. uh, so, <laughs> shit talking that we're going to be doing. I'm yeah, sure so of. So there's really no way to, for me to smoothly transition out of this. So I'm just going to jump <laughs> in. At, my number five is Tiger King. Oh yes, I love it, and I absolutely hate it at yes, the same time. Absolutely. I'm so glad it's, it's it, on your list. It's so hard for me to to put this on my my least favorite moments of 2020. <laughs> it's also hard. It's hard to believe that that even came out like in 2020. I, I feel like oh, Twitch, yeah. Twitch and I. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a cover. We are recording this in the new year. We're recording this in 2021, but I I am gonna refer to things as as coming out this year. And when you hear me say yeah. that, just just know I kind of I kind of chunk in a lot of stuff with that. But to to think that like 12 months ago uh, th- this show didn't exist is crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. And 
my uh, my sister and I watched it, and I remember we like had heard about it. It was before it kind of became a huge thing. It was uh-huh. definitely one of those shows that blew up very quickly. But like we had heard about it, and the first night that it dropped, we just kind of checked it out, and we're like, uh, maybe. So we watched the first episode, and immediately we're like, okay, we have to finish this. But it is I, just. Yeah. To your point, you said it. You said it fantastically. It is. It is simultaneously the best thing that happened to Netflix this year, and the yep. fucking worst thing that happened to Netflix correct, this year. Correct. It was it, so bad. Like it was. It was so bad. In such but it a was good. So, it was yes. It was. It was done extremely well. Like I give props to the producers mm-hmm. of that show mm-hmm. because they knew how to like suck people into the drama of the situation. And I, I, I said this to many people when it first came out, had this came across a producer's desk or a studio's desk as a fiction series. Yeah. yeah. They would have been like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is, <laughs> there is no way I a agree. studio or an audience would watch this yet. Because it's real life, mm-hmm. it immediately like sucks people in. Um, because the the premise of that show is just bonkers, like yeah. absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it goes through so many different things, like murder, yeah. animal <laughs> cruelty, <laughs> like, like uh, literally the fact that I forgot uh, that murder was a part of that show. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Uh, you know, grooming, like, yeah, grooming, all that crazy shit. Suicide at the end of it, like, it was just yeah, like, that's right. This is absolutely insane. I would never, ever, ever, ever guess mm-hmm. where that show was going. Like, the only thing I knew that that show was going to say was, uh, locking animals up like that is bad. That's the only thing I knew that was going to come out of that yeah. show. Everything yeah. else was just like, like. What, am I going to next see them have sex with the animals? And, like, I'm pretty sure at least one of those characters has bumped uglies with a few of those at least, animals. At least thought of, at least thought, <laughs> at least of, thought doing of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, truly, though, like, it was it was shocking. And, and it, there came a point in time where I just refused to be shocked by anything that was happening. I, I'll tell you this. I came out at the end really disliking Joe Exotic. Like, I don't see you, yeah. how people you start can it, be like. You start it sympathizing. You start the show I being did like, to wow, an extent. Is, like, but, but the it more it went on. for me turned into something where I was like, this fucking guy has to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single yeah. one of those characters. Carol Baskins. I don't know if she actually murdered her husband, her first husband or not. Regardless, she is a relatively terrible human being. Um, yeah, yeah. And her whole idea of doing it for the animals is horseshit. She's doing it for horse the fame. Shit. She's doing it for the Absolutely money. Absolutely horseshit. Um, yes. 100%. Yes. So, yeah. So, good pick. Good pick for uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank uh, your you. number five. Uh, my you. number four uh, is... Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I knew that was going to be on your 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 list since you texted me I, your text reaction. I was of it. hoping it would be on my top five. I was honestly I hoping it was on my top five because despite the ending of the first movie, I thought the rest of the film was absolutely fantastic. This film, on the other hand, was a complete shit show. I yeah. don't understand. 
I don't I understand the motivations for some of the story plot lines and the uh, the tone and the uh, the look and feel of the film trying to mirror more of a 19 1980s film. Sure, I get yeah. that. But at the same time, those movies are way past their expiration and you're doing a superhero movie, not a 1980s superhero mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's set in the 80s, and you can do a lot of those fun tropes, which they did in the movie, I, I <laughs> and some of them I liked. Like, I, I did not mind having Pedro Pascal play a character that was one of those uh, tele-money-making uh, self-help guru types sure. characters. I didn't mind that at all. But the way that they played him as a, as a bad guy was just terrible, and the whole wish stone thing was just a horrible MacGuffin and plot device that didn't really make sense. Everything was so fucking messy in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And on yeah. top of that to the, uh, <laughs> I get why some of the effects were done very 80s style, but there was other parts where when she was sliding around or doing some heroic type gestures the uh visual effects just didn't they felt like they were incomplete it felt like they're placeholders until they could get better cgi going in there um mm-hmm. and then and then they going, never went back and, and then and they brushed never went up, back yeah. and brushed it up um the other thing that bothered me so much and i it took me forever to adjust to it is the fact that they wouldn't just have steve be there versus have him basically take over the body of another human being made no sense to me at all. (laughs) I get that the wish stone is not going to give you exactly what you wish for, but that's felt like a ridiculous uh, price uh, or ridiculous plot device that they had in there. They already had it to where like if she wished for, wished for Steve to be there, the stone would start to take away her powers. I think that's good enough of a price to pay. It doesn't need to make it to where her love interest actually is in the body of another human being. Just sure. make him materialize. You're ha- and because the other shit the stone does, like they have a wall just materialize out of nowhere in the Middle East. Um, so they could just make Steve appear in real life versus literally somebody else's body. So literally, yeah. I, and I don't. I think Gal Gadot did a great job. I do think there was some very emotionally good. Uh, I think. Moments I think in the film. Like, just like with with the previous Wonder Woman, she, Gal Gadot was the was the best part of the movie for sure. Correct. But I, I do I, like. I, I think I do a lot like of people Chris would agree with me there. I like Chris, Chris Pine, Pine a lot. Chris Pine was Chris Fine. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, I do you're like punishing Chris Pine. me there. Hey, that was good. Uh, but I do, I do, I think seeing him in uh, the Outlaw King Netflix movie yeah. has really painted him in a new scene for me of being like, like the serious man, not the funny yeah. man. And, and I think I, he plays like, the funny man character so well. Although I will, I will say that probably my favorite performance from him is. Uh, Oh, God dang it. Carson moment. First of the year. Total Carson moment. Uh, 
is independent movie and I can't believe I'm forgetting it because it's absolutely fantastic. Uh Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water with uh him, Jeff That's Bridges, right. and Ben Foster. That was quite a good it's, movie. It, that that is probably my favorite performance of his uh thus far. My god, I can't, I forgot all about Hell or High Water. Yeah. I saw that in so. theaters opening night. That was a great great oh, movie. Yeah. Yep. Man, that was good. Uh, okay, yep. my number four, and I'm going to talk about this really quickly because, honestly, I would have put it higher up on my list, but I, I honestly don't think it even deserves, like, the... I, I think I disliked this to the point of just, like, being indifferent about it, which is the worst kind of dislike, but it definitely okay. deserves yeah. a nod, and it is the uh, the movie Bombshell that came out at the beginning of this year. Okay, I had... I had... I had minimal interest in seeing it and then yep. i heard reviews and i was like man yep so i saw it in january and keep in mind this was you know back during peak me movie going experience yeah. luke and this was after i had gone to see two other movies at the alamo so i was seeing this movie for free i went yep. and i did not pay for this film my my season pass had already paid for itself by the two films that i had seen previously i had already eaten food so i went there i didn't spend a dime and uh-huh. I left just so like I could have had I could have spent two hours doing anything else, and yeah. instead I spent two hours watching this this garbage movie. There's there's nothing wrong with it, and, and in fact I think that it has a good message, but it's such a bad movie. It should have been yeah. just like a it should have been a short book. It should have been like a, a a coffee table book or a magazine or something like that. Yeah. It's so forgettable. I can't tell you a single thing that happens in that movie. Yeah. And keep in mind, keep in mind that this is a film that has an enticing storyline and has Margot Robbie in it. A stellar cast. A stellar a st- cast. Like a fucking fantastic the only, cast. The only weak link in the main cast, in my opinion, would be Charlize Theron. As much as I think Charlie Theron uh, is gorgeous, uh, her track record in recent movies has been pretty abysmal, in my opinion. Hasn't been great. Um, yeah. So um, you have Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie, McKinnon. the great John Lithgow. So John Lithgow, this is coming off the heels of me watching The Crown. Uh-huh. Right? Right. And, and yeah. John Lithgow in The Crown is is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Like it's because John Lithgow is a legend. He's absolute a legend. legend. And somehow they the, the writers dropped the ball with this movie by making it so uninteresting. And that's all I want to say. I gave that yeah. I can't remember if I even bothered doing a 2-minute review of it back when I was doing those. But if I had, I definitely, without a doubt, gave it the lowest rating that I ever have given any movie that I've ever seen. I did not like it. It was forgettable. Bury it with the rest of the, th- the shit that happened in 2020. <laughs> and let's move on, please. Uh, John Lithgow and Jeffrey Tambor will always be stellar in whatever performance they're given. Um, yeah. They'll always elevate uh, a project. But sometimes there's projects that, like, even though you have these characters, it's just like it's missing. It's totally yeah. missing the mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I agree. I'm with completely. You. So um, goodbye, my number, bombshell. Yeah, uh, my number three worst nerd moment of 2020 was New Mutants. Uh, sad to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is sad to it, say, isn't it? It. It's 
Like I knew it was going to be bad. I I had every expectation it was going to be bad. Um, but it was still sad. I still got to put it on the list because it was such a letdown. Um, even though I expected it to be that letdown, it's such a sad way to end the X-Men universe. Granted, overall, the X-Men universe in the Fox here and the Fox world has been pretty shit. Uh, (laughs) minus, uh, Logan, Deadpool, one and two and, uh, X two. Um, oh, oh, and sure. uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, all the yep, rest yep. of them were shit. Um, for the most part, well, not for the most part, total shit, in my opinion. X Men, the first X Men movie, a decent work, eh. uh, a decent entry into the world of X Men. Uh, there was a lot of story elements that I wish they would have changed. Um, I think that they replaced some of the characters to try and kind of fit into the mold of sure the more popular characters and mixing them with other characters from previous films or pre uh uh from previous storylines in the the books but it was just like you had a you had a stellar fucking premise you had a stellar trailer like a trailer that just really sang. good trailer and yeah. if they would have stuck with those two things instead of trying to add in the more teen comedy or more superhero esque type stuff, I think that it would have been a much better film in the end. Yeah. I don't know if it would have been an absolute, like, uh, absolute amazing film, but at least it would have been more watchable than what it ended up being. And it would have Mm -hmm. been way better than a lot of the other X-Men films that are out there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That that movie. Uh, when I saw it, I remember just being like so bummed that a lot of my favorites from films that from films and television that I really enjoyed. Yeah, you, think of, you have actors from Stranger Things. You have actors from Anya Taylor Joy in Emma is one of my yeah. favorite performances. I just finished. Of all time. I just I just watched a Queen the Queen's Gambit. The just Queen's Gambit. It. She is she fantastic, is fantastic in, in that, and it's and uh, uh, so and, nothing like her performance in exactly, and, and that is when you know it's on the it's on the writers and the producers and cause, and directors cause, and the directors exactly. Uh, so I agree with you. I think that that movie was was terrible for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, my number three, and and we can make this one quick as well because Twitch has already mentioned it, but but just like COVID in general. Uh, COVID and the deaths that like the deaths specifically in the entertainment world. And I'm talking about like deaths to movies as well. Um, deaths to TV shows and movies that have been, that have been canceled and delayed. Um, some more than others really hit me hard this year and, and just like fucking crushed me like shit that I was so looking forward to, to seeing, to playing, to reading and and couldn't, uh, because, because of COVID is, is, nightmarish and uh and we still don't know like when that's going to go away and i think in the entertainment world like the bummer deal is is that they're not releasing shit that they've already made because of covid think about the shit that they haven't been able to make because of covid like i don't think we've seen the real delay in entertainment yet like i think that's coming in the next two to three years when we're gonna hit this dry spell because people can't create film right now yeah well, and it's because, and 
we're going to definitely see a hole in the bigger projects for sure because that's what i mean and and, and you and i have talked about this yeah. on the podcast previously of like this does also bring excitement for indie films there i think we're totally going does. to see a resurgence totally in smaller yeah. budget littler littler smaller yeah. films yeah. um so so good to come of it but but still worth mentioning that that the entertainment world was 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 not left out of of covid i i would i would bet i would put money on it that we're not going to really see any big production wise films uh like big hollywood films yeah really until at least 2022 i think that that's going to be the earliest that we start seeing some of those i know that marvel's got a lot slated to come out in 2021 but i don't think we're going to see like the big like uh uh, huge cast stuff until we get to 2022 um, with a lot of films. Um, that being said, they might utilize a little bit more of the technology um, and uh, be able to fake it uh, to where they don't have to have all the actors in the same place at the same time, um, which I think is kind of a it's kind of a downer because I think even though they have the ability to create film where all the characters don't have to be in the same exact shooting location at the exact same time. I think that they miss out on that, uh, interacting with each other because acting is not just saying your lies. Acting is reacting. And the best way to react is when you have another human being in there to actually react to, to actually react off of. So, Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my number three. Yeah. My number two, this this probably hits me harder than my number one that I have in here. But I have to. uh, The reason for my number one is very specific. Uh, (laughs) But my number two is the cancellation of my beloved society Mm, uh, on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, It still hurts me today. I'm going to drink. Can we drink to society? Uh, To society. Drink to society, my friend. To society. Rest in peace. Clink, clink. Rest in peace, that beloved show. Rest in peace, New Ham. We, we barely knew you. Um, Seriously, we barely knew you. Uh, uh, so I I am excited that we do get to see Catherine Newton um, take on bigger roles because I think she's a fantastic young actor that has a very good career ahead of her. Um, I, agree. I still haven't seen Freaky, but all the reviews that I've heard about Freaky have been it's, absolutely Twitch, fantastic. it's really good. Twitch is really good. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see her really uh, step up. This The saddest part about it is that I don't get to see some of those uh, actors that this seems to be their first project that they ever lo- worked on. Yeah, uh, yeah. May not go forward. Uh, like Grizz is my absolute favorite character uh-huh. out of the society, and this was his first project to work on. Yeah, and he really doesn't have any. He doesn't have much slated on his acting career, at least on IMDb, because his stuff that it, he's going to yeah. be coming in. Yeah, and so um, I would really love to see at least that storyline play out a little bit more. Um, it was just everything was so damn perfect about that show, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. To yeah. see it, and I hope, I hope that the the showrunner is able to find at least another way to get that storyline out there. Um, I don't think it's... There is a slight possibility that even though 
Catherine uh, uh, Newton is going to be going off to play uh, Stature in the uh, Ant-Man movies um, that she could come back to the role that she played in the society and do it in between the movies. Uh, yeah. But it's it's unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You're going to laugh. Okay. Bring it. My number two <laughs> is Death to Society. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was really struggling with this because I knew like as soon as we, you and I decided to renew our best and worst of the year. Yeah. I, I knew right from the get go that this was going to be pretty high up my, my list of oh, bummers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and for a long time, it was slated to be number one. My number one biggest yeah. bummer of 2020 was, was, was this show being canceled because I had seen and I had heard the potential of what this show could have been. And Twitch uh-huh. and I theorized about it. And, and I just, like, yep. this was a show, keep in mind, that on, on my first day at Apple, I called out sick so that I could watch Oh, that yeah, show. that's right. That's totally On right. On my first day <laughs> working, I called out sick just so that I could finish that season. And, yeah. like, because of that, knowing that I won't get the opportunity possibly, like, there's a pretty good chance that they'll never finish it is, is just heartbreaking. Yep. And I've said it on the show, and I've said it to Twitch, and I've said it to a lot of my friends who have showed this show too, is that, I, I need to know what happens. I need yeah. to know, like, w- that is something that so just out of the blue I'll start thinking about and just be like, fuck, I might never find out where these kids went. Like, that Correct, really weighs right? that weighs heavy with me. Yeah. Like, damn, that sucks. But, but here's to hoping that something will get created down the pipeline in a few years because I, I do think it was a very popular show. Um, yeah. So here's here's hoping that that once things start to kind of return to normal, that we might see a, a resurgence there. But for the time being, like that news for me was just like, of fucking course that would happen this yeah. year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's deserving of my uh, my number two. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna we'll take this time here to do a few dishonorable do, mentions do few on, on either yeah, side. Yeah. Um, so the big ones that I have on there is all the show cancellations and then also the movie delays. Um, yeah. I, some of the movie or TV series cancellations that are like, that sucks to hear that they're going to go down is, uh, obviously we already talked about this, uh, is, uh, the society, but then also we have, uh, drunk history is disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, arrow I knew was going to end up disappearing, but the fact that they had, uh, uh, Oliver Queen's character die outside of the show of the arrow was pretty disappointing and pretty shitty in my opinion i think that the last big cw crossover event was pretty damn cool but the fact that oliver queen died during that versus his actual show was definitely a letdown for 2020 in my opinion um let's see what are some other ones that uh that i was sad to see go um Castle Rock, even though season two sucked, it was. I thought that the first <laughs> season was really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Lucifer ended, even though I'm finally on season four and it's starting to go downhill. Um, but the first few seasons were awesome. I love the character of Lucifer in that. And then what was the other big one that I was like, 
damn it when I heard about it. I think that's it. But yeah, all the shows that got canceled due to COVID, I understand why some of them got canceled because of COVID. But other ones, it was like, I think you probably could have gone on with another season or so, at least of it. Um, but yeah, those are my dishonorable mentions. How about you, good sir? Uh, I I only really have a few um, because I I think that my my five honorable mentions were really hard to make. Like those uh-huh. were hard, but yeah. my five my five dishonorable mentions they they flew up on the page. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. Um, so I got, I got pretty much all of my, all of my big ones out on yeah. my dishonorable mentions, but it is worth mentioning that I really didn't enjoy Mulan. <laughs> like I really, haven't even bothered like, watching like, it. I have it on, like I, it's, I have yeah, Disney plus, but I have zero yeah, interest in watching I that movie. I thoroughly did not enjoy, uh, uh, Mulan. I thought, I thought it was bad, 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 yeah. which is funny because in the theater while I was watching it. Um, or not while I was watching it. While I was watching the trailer, I was like, "Dang, this looks really good." Actually, it looks kind of badass, yeah. but it was horrible. Yeah. Um, also, also, you know, all the show delays and 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 movie delays that will be coming. Uh, Euphoria season two was delayed, not canceled, but delayed because of just delayed because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, they did release a uh, a little special, and that's something that I'll talk about a little bit later. Spoiler alert! Uh, but but it sucks that season two got delayed because season one yeah. was is probably my favorite drama TV show yeah. in existence. My number one dishonor, unless you would like to, I got one dishonorable mention that I forgot to ask because I, I, I was like waffling. Yeah, you get in there between where I wanted to put it. You uh, get in the there, and I want to tell one mention. more dishonorable mention that I have as well. But yeah. you you go. Uh, my dishonorable mention that I, I was waffling on is Ready Player Two. Um, well, I was happy to get the book finally. <laughs> I totally forgot uh, about Ready Player Two. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, the more I Jesus. thought about it, the more I thought about it, it's just like it could have yeah. been better. It, it could have been, been so way much better. better. Just and make the it... fact that the fact that <sighs> Wade Watts did not learn a damn thing, and then I also. Know. Huge spoiler alert. I'm sorry if yes. we're going to do the uh, if for this, but like the fact that the ending was so fucking confusing because from the way that it ended, it made it seem like the entire, the not just book two, but yep. book one was written from the perspective of not Wade Watts, but a carbon copy digital yes. version of himself. Yes. Which totally stole away from all of the all of the soul fun yes. that was a book one. Um, yep, I agree. So it's like, why did you like? Why couldn't it have just been written from Wade Watts' point of view and him saying, "I decided to make a copy of myself," and yeah, this prologue is or epilogue is written in the perspective of Parzival, the digital copy of yes. Wade yes. Watts. Um, also, that, uh, and, and this is something yeah. that I, I think I may have just decided to do in my free time. Uh, I am still working on my, uh, my holidays Easter egg hunt, by the way, you're yeah, making yeah, pretty yeah, you're good, making pretty dial. good progress. My, yeah, my, good. my grail diary. Um, but uh, something that I just thought of maybe doing is 
Wait, are those? Is that us on our head on your headphones? It is. I got stickers of us, and they're on each side of my ears. You have us on your head on your yes. face. Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I guess we got a little bit of a, a spoiler here. Uh, we do have stickers made that uh, they're just tests right now, but we might be uh, posting wow. them and sending them out to uh, oh people my if gosh. they request them. If so. you want me to edit that out, I totally will. But that, I didn't no, even no. notice that. You just turned your yeah, head to the it, side, and I was like, holy yeah. shit, that's me. Wow. It fit perfectly. <laughs> that looks so headset. good. So, yeah, yeah. That looks really yeah. good. Uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, I really, really, when I heard Ready Player Two as being a thing, I immediately was like, it's got to be told through Artemis's perspective. That's what it has to be. I was hoping for the, I for wanted something that like so that. bad. I didn't care yep. if it was the same story as the first movie or, or the first I. book, excuse yep. me, or if it was a continuation like of what happened afterwards. But uh, I really wanted it to be – okay, never mind. That I'll add that to my honorable dispensation. Uh, dishonorable mentions as well because yeah. that was really disappointing. You're right. Yeah. Uh, my number yeah. one uh, dishonorable mention is the Dune delay for sure because that yeah. like while again it's just a delay the thing will still exist. That makes it yeah. like if if Dune had been canceled that's easily my number one worst moment. Yeah. yeah but yeah. like just for the sole fact that it's coming yes I have to wait a fucking year for it but. Yeah. I will gladly do so because like that to me, that's one of those things where I just, I, I think it'll be impossible for me to be disappointed by that. Yeah. I've been surprised. At least you're going to get it. At least you're going to get it. At least I'm going to get it. Right. So, so that's that for me. Um, my number one worst moment of 2020. And there's a specific reason of this is because I honestly don't know what this is. I I have some theories, but I don't know what it is. It's Doolittle. Doolittle is the worst nerd moment, in my opinion, of 2020. <laughs> okay, of all the things I thought that was going to be. Of all the things. I knew. It's a, it's a curveball. It's a curveball. It's totally a curveball. The reason why I consider it the worst nerd moment of 2020 is because it literally came off the heels of Endgame. Like, That's right. You're fucking kidding me, Robert Downey Jr. Like, this is how can you make something you so start good? Off yeah, start this is how you start off life Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Uh, it, it was such a shit movie. The story made z- absolute zero sense. His acting was atrocious. His his he did he had to do a whole different voiceover, and you could tell uh, it was a voiceover. Um, one hundred percent away, one hundred percent the way through the film. Um, so that's why I put it as my worst nerd moment of 2020. Um, oh my I, God. I'm sure, I'm sure that he, I know that there was a, uh, career move or political game. He was playing to, yeah, uh, yeah. get a project started in the future and stuff like that. If he promised to do this, this film, but there is no reason why that movie needed needs to exist in the first place. So that that's my number one. I never would have expected that, but I I yeah. completely agree. The way you <laughs> what, the way what? you pose that of being like of being like um like right off the heels of Avengers is so yeah. fucking funny to me. 
It's so true. Yeah. Uh, what so were you bad. guessing? My uh, my number one worst. Moment to was be honest be. with you, I thought for sure your number one was going to be my number one, uh, which okay. I will get to in a second, and then I'll I'll tell yeah. you. Well, I I mean it it won't take a genius to figure out why I thought this was your your big number one, but I thought like initially going into it, I was like, okay, for sure it's got to be society. Like for sure it's got to be. Yeah, society. yeah. There's yeah, no yeah, chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it isn't society. Um, yeah. And then I had thought maybe it was going to be New Mutants as well because I knew like yeah. you were you had been talking about like how we've been talking about New Mutants for a few years now, since, and uh, since through the first trailer drops, yeah, and and I think we we've been doing the podcast longer than the trailer has been released, yeah. and that's kind of a yeah. a shocker because that trailer's been out for a few years, but uh, yeah, those those were the two things, and then my number one was definitely like that's a possibility for sure too. I was honestly worried making this list because I thought that you and I were just going to climb up this list together, except for Bombshell, obviously. <laughs> but I yeah, thought you yeah, and I yeah. were just going to be like number four is the same thing, number three is the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, my. My number one worst moment of 2020 is still my number one worst moment so far of 2021 and will be so until things change. The Alamo Draft House is no longer. Oh, open. yes, yes, yes. And yeah, that is such a depressing uh, thing. Like, I haven't seen a movie yeah, since, in a theater. Since, since January of last year. Yeah. Like, and it's the thing so is, depressing. like. I will sometimes just because I still have the app downloaded will like go in and just like look at all of the movies that I saw in the short yeah. list because yeah. strictly because of the season pass like you you know me I was you were always movie guy yeah. I had never yeah. seen the movies that you were talking about I really yeah. only recently started seeing a bunch of movies and and Alamo c- really helped curate a lot of that love for me yeah and I, I still remember Deadpool 2 was the first movie that you and I ever saw that, that I At ever Alamo. saw in an album. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's like, literally this is so geeky and stupid, but like, that's a moment that I will always remember. Yes. Is that like oh, yeah, wide eyed yeah. feeling that I had sitting down and hearing the, like the, the, the music behind the seriously, this theater is now in a quiet zone and like yeah, yeah, yeah. taking that into getting the season pass and going to see movies twice a week sometimes yep. three times a week was yep. ridiculous to me. And yeah. then to take that away and, and see them tweet like post, like after things kind of slowed down and, and businesses kind of started to figure things out, I really thought Alamo was going to open up again and just start showing yeah. reruns. I don't know how reruns with movies work with li- the licensing and, and things like that, but I would give Alamo all, all of my dollars if I could go yeah. and sit in that theater again. Oh, just yeah. once a oh, week. Yeah. Like, yeah. When we saw Tenet in there, when we went back to see Tenet, like I was just like, this, this, this is my home. Like I belong yeah. here, yeah. and I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back, and that sucks. And I don't even know if if I'll be able to go back, and that yeah. sucks. Like yeah. Alamo is arguably a really big chain, but it's smaller than AMC theaters, and they're it's doing totally smaller right now. Yeah, I think I think that the Alamo. I think that they'll catch up. I think I, there is going to be. I think there's going to be a difference between the Alamos post COVID opening back up versus AMC's post COVID yeah. opening up. 
I agree. I think because Alamo is such a unique movie theater experience and the people that go to see movies at the Alamo are generally the diehards of the Alamo. I agree. That they're going to be able to survive. Whereas AMC, they're relying mostly on the general public uh, to come see their movies. And though the... From what it seems like, the majority of the general public is not interested necessarily in having that theater experience. I think that sure. the HBO Warner Brothers experiment is going to be able to give us a little bit clearer insight on how that is going to go uh, going into the future. But I think that the Alamo, because they do movie viewing differently and they kind of gear towards a different type of movie theater audience that they're going to have a better chance at surviving this than the big chains. That's yeah. just my theory. I yeah. could be completely bullshit, but, but I'm going to go with it because I like it's, the idea. I was going to say it's sticking around. It's really nice to, to hold on to that hope. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, that, that was by far like the worst thing that happened to me nerd wise this year. I will, I will second you on that. Like it's definitely my, uh, uh, my footnote, I guess you will, of my number one uh, is the 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 temporary death of the Alamo Draft House. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, Draft House. Uh, come back yes. to us soon. We need you. Resurrect help. like Lazarus for Christ's yeah. sake, please. Help us, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, moving into the top five uh, moments, uh, nerd moments of. 2020 uh i my number five is a little known show uh ted lasso on apple tv yes Um, i am a sucker an absolute sucker for a british television shows that Uh do comedy um i'm a huge fan of british comedy and uh ted lasso uh even though it stars uh Jason Sudeikis uh, as a lead character, and he's American, but it's still a very British type TV show. Um, and the greatest part about it, it reminds me a lot of like the heart of the show reminds me very much of the Netflix show that Ricky Gervais did called Derek, um, mm. where. Derek is just kind of give you guys a idea of it. Derek is about a character named Derek who has some uh, mental disabilities that works at slash volunteers at an old folks home in England. And it's a comedy, but it's not a mean comedy. It's not making fun of uh, people with mental disabilities or developmental disabilities. It's actually very warm hearted. It treats people with, uh, uh, treats people like the real people. Um, and I feel that way from Ted Lasso as well. The main character, Ted Lasso, he feels like a genuine human being. And I'm not talking about like, he feels like this, like normal everyday American who has problems. He's a nice guy. And I think Hmm. that generally across the world, most people are nice. Yeah. They don't necessarily have, they're not necessarily going to be assholes and stuff like that. And Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis plays this character 
that is completely a nice character that takes things and looks at them with a positive light and goes through, uh, goes through life looking at things with a positive light is, instead of looking at the negatives. Um, taking opportunities as they come and knowing that there's shit situations, but knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. Um, so I think that that really sung to me, especially during this whole COVID crisis yeah. where yeah. everybody's just looking at the negatives. And we have this character uh, who is looking at the bright side of things and just kind of give a general idea. Ted Lasso is about this uh, college football coach that takes a job uh, coaching soccer, true football, over in UK, <laughs> and he knows nothing about soccer. Um, it's so fucking funny. It's so heartwarming. The characters are endearing. Uh, they all have unique uh, voices to themselves. Hmm. Um, it gets ridiculous in places, but not so ridiculous that it feels like out of the realm of reality and stuff like that. Um, and then the other part of it, it just, it fits in with British TV perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number five. Nice. The um, best nerd moments of the year. My number five best nerd moment of the year is Tiger King. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm glad it's on both. That makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if that's cheating. I assume by your laughter it's, that uh, it's that not cheating it in my opinion. It's no, it totally slide. not cheating. You'll as understand you, why it's not cheating in a second. Yeah, so as soon as you said when I when I said the Tiger King was my number five worst thing of 2020, and you said it was the best and worst, I was like, oh, he's gonna love when I flip around and tell him <laughs> that it was also my fifth favorite. That was like, dude, we, we were so fucking naive back then when we thought covid was going to be this like you know quick thing that was before it was really it was even gonna in the blow states. right over yeah it's yeah, gonna yeah. blow right over lockdown hadn't really even started then like we were just we were just naive at that point yeah and looking back yep. at it and just like hunkering down with my sister and grabbing some goldfish and watching tiger king and watching this fucking absolutely ludicrous story unfold episode <laughs> after episode yeah. and just being like i can't believe people like this exist whether or not yeah. it's all a show whether or not it's all just for entertainment if they staged that thing from moment one i i could never stage something like that no and so just there, to think like whether or not that's actually how those people are or if they were doing it yeah. for television i don't really care I'm baffled by it, and I will yeah. forever look back with a fond memory of, of watching that horrible, horrible, horrible you show. Could, I could live an infinite lifetime as a writer. If I lived an infinite lifetime as a writer, I would never write something like that. It would never even it's, occur to me to write something like that show. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's one of those things where, like, truly life is stranger than fiction. Like it's, yes. it's, it proves that point clearly because there is no way a fiction writer could ever conceive like of anything much, like that. Yeah. Like drama and ridiculousness and like, yeah, like twist and turns like mm -hmm. it twists and turns all over the goddamn place. Like, yeah. Like Shyamalan so, yeah. could take a note yeah. from Tiger King when it comes oh, to twist and turns. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. Jesus, oh, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, it, it yep. really 
truly was deserving a spot on my on my bad and yeah. good list, and, and yeah. so I had to give it a nod. Yeah, either way. Uh, so my number four best nerd moment of 2020 is New Mutants. Hey, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> So you're not you alone and I, about you, on having the same thing the on same your shit. both lists. Oh my uh, god! I have to give it. I have to give it to New Mutants, even though it was an utter disappointment. Yeah, the fact that it finally got released. I finally yes, yes because yes, I had yes. been looking forward to that since that first trailer dropped mm-hmm. in 2018, mm-hmm. and I kept getting disappointed every time they had to push it back. Every time yeah. they pushed it back, and to come to find out. Even with them pushing it back, it was still fucked. Like from the get go. Like <laughs> yeah, I and I'm fine with it being terrible. I'm glad it finally got released. I was most excited about the fact that like I finally could put that like anxiety, anxiety quote unquote, to rest, and I could yeah. finally just like get it out of my system. I knew going into watching it, I was gonna watch a shit show. Um, very much so. It's not an unwatchable film. It's very like meh. And the acting, uh, besides the acting, meh. like the acting yeah. is just shit throughout most of it. Um, the only one that did a decent job in that is Maisie, um, in my opinion. Um, her and Blue Hunt, uh, I think, did a pretty decent job. All yeah. the other characters were just absolute terrible. Um, not to say that the actors themselves were no, bad. No, 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 no. But how, that, they were, like, how they were handled, but how they portrayed directed, them, and how they're yeah. handled and directed was just poor. Um, but I do got to put it on the list because I was so damn excited about it being finally released. Um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my number four, uh, stepping aside from, from the mediums that we typically stick to on a top five best worst list. Um, an artist that I really like Galamadius is a musician and, and he mm-hmm. released his first solo album this year. Um, and, and it's worth mentioning that the last time he released any piece of music was in 2015 and <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Jeez, I'm crow. Yeah. So he, he talk about a hiatus. A, exactly. And, and this person, Galamadius is my age. Okay. So, gotcha. so he's mid twenties, just kind of, you know, bumming around doing his thing, figuring life out. He drops this album, uh, in 2015 and uh, and just blows up. I mean, like his top song from that album on spot on Spotify alone has 116 million views, and like that's just a shit ton of attention to get. Yeah. So he drops off the map, and and, and this year he released his second album, and it's just such a trip. Like the whole start to finish is is so perfect. Like it's the closest thing to perfection that I could ever, that I could ever get to in, in mm-hmm. like a listening experience. And it, it definitely needed a nod for me. It came out in September and I was just like from the first second, like that it, it defines headphone music to me. Like you yeah. just really can't listen to it any other way, start to finish without just throwing your headphones on and listening to it. Uh, if you haven't, the, the, the album's called Renaissance boy. Uh, it streams everywhere. Please go check it out. It's, it's so good. Nice. Uh, number five. My number, or, uh, my number, my four, number three, me. is uh, Ascend Online. Uh, hey, God, what's the, it was such a surprise. Like uh, hearing that Ernest Klein was dropping Ready Player Two, 
I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was going to be dropped this year. Ascend Online was a complete 100% surprise to me. Uh, it's the fourth book in the series. It's called uh, uh, Glory to the Brave, uh, mm. and uh, it picks up right at the end of book three. And I I was shocked because, A, Luke Chimilenko has been working on a couple of different projects in between the third book and the fourth book, and he said that... Uh, he had expected it to be a certain page count, and then it turned out that he was going to have to add a whole bunch of extra stuff to it. Hmm. So I thought that it was going to push it back further from getting released. Because if I remember right, uh, let me... Uh, Ascend Online Book 3 came out in uh, 2018. And uh, like I knew it had to come out like sometime in the next couple of years because there yeah. was such a gap and he'd usually been pretty good about putting out a new book in the series like once a year um or once every year and a half but then like i think it was right around the time that ready player two came out that all of a sudden i got a notice saying like hey you can pre-order uh uh ascend online glory to the brave uh to come out december 8th and I was like, what? Like, Hang on. Are yeah. you kidding me? And I was pleasantly surprised because not only did I get a new book, it's actually double the size of the previous books. Nice. Um, it's a 30-hour listen slash read. Um, so there's a lot to like kind of keep me like held over until the next book in the series comes out. If there's another book. I still haven't finished it, so I don't know if he finishes up, even though I don't think he can finish up the... Uh, complete story arc until at least another book after this. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It's been going really good so far. Um, there's been a few drawbacks, but the characters are still fun. They're still fun to follow along and watch level up in this series. So yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you had me read Ascent Online two years ago and uh Possibly, and i really yeah. enjoyed it and and we just yeah. never talked about it and i would love no. to do an episode about it because i really yeah. did i, I really, really want to get low, i really want to get do an interview with lucha lomenko um because i think that his uh I, I like his writing style i like the way he how he mixes the worlds together in it because yeah. it's in a relatively new ish uh, style of literature, literary genre. It's called lit RPG, which yeah. is the mixture of literature and gaming, essentially. Ready Player One and Ready Player Two can kind of work into that to an extent, um, but most yeah. of the literary RPGs or lit RPGs are more in the fantasy realm thing, like uh, sure, I think sure. more dungeons and dragons um uh-huh. but you actually know that the characters are inside of a video game uh essentially so which i think is really yeah. cool moving into the moving into i the i do i do think so yep yeah i i'd like to see that become more of a common thing especially because like yeah i really like the the that feel uh it's very popular in anime there's a there's a word for it um but uh, uh what's it called Hentai, hentai. <laughs> no, Twitch. It's not called hentai. 
Somebody did request that we else. do a topic on hentai, and I am like, that's right. I won't watch it, but I will. I will. I we will. We can research, research the topic, it. dude. Yeah. Let's let's so. put that on. Let's put that up uh, for uh, for a topic that we cover this yeah. year. We have to cover that this yeah. year. Um, my number three now. 2020 saw one pretty significant thing for me, at least, uh, which was the breakage of my collarbone. And yeah, God, <laughs> as that, a result, I can't, I, I, I forgot that that happened this year because it feels like this year has been just, so distant and compact yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that it was so long and so feels short. Like it happened so long ago. So, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, but that definitely it benched me for a little over a month. And uh, in case anyone is wondering, I'll keep you updated because it'll probably be another 20 years or so. But my uh, my collarbone from like breast to shoulder blade is completely numb still. So Oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So completely numb. Um, but anyway, when lockdown first happened, I was like, all right, I'm going to read a little, you know, a few books here and there. And uh, boy, did I get fucking lost in books this year. Uh, Yeah. My final number, I believe, and this is going to shock you, Twitch, I think, but it was somewhere around 118 books. Yeah, I remember you saying it. I knew you told me it was like 100, but that's that's still crazy to think you went through over 100 books in a year. Ridiculous. My typical goal is about 53. Uh, yeah. and that that's assuming I read a book a week, which is about what I average. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, just to think that I doubled that is insane to me. But anyway, yeah. um, this year afforded me to do that. The, the, the fact that this terrible thing put us all at home for, yeah. for many months, uh, was, was kind of the main reason for that happening. Uh, I probably would have read like 70 books if it yeah. weren't for surgery, but with surgery, what you have to understand is is that I was sitting in one position for four weeks. Yeah. And you run out of things to do when you're sitting in one and you can't type on a keyboard. So you can't, you can't text, yep. you can't do anything. Uh, and so I just read and empire yeah. falls needs a nod for me. Empire falls is a Richard Russo novel. And uh, it, it's, I started to really branch out and, and just like break my comfort zone, which is typically like science fiction or fantasy uh, novels. And then I also really like crime novels, but, but empire falls is it, it's a slice of life novel. Yeah. And it's set yeah. in Maine and nothing really happens. It's just, it's just a, you know, 400 page book about some characters living their lives and they're very interesting characters, but yeah. there's no inciting incident. There's no romance. There's no, you know, person who gets murdered. There's no mystery. Everything's there. Mm-hmm. It's just a really relaxing. You just read the book and you hear about yeah. these people's lives in 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 Maine, and uh, I will forever look back on that book as like a really big turning point for me of realizing yeah. that like there are so many unexplored genres in the world and empire falls. It's really so f- true. I, yeah. I agree with that. One of my favorite graphic novels is, uh, a series by Jeff, uh, Lemire. And it's, uh, he's got a collection of it and it's called Essex County is the collection. Yeah. And it's, uh, a collection of his graphic or his, his graphic novels that are based off of 
this county in Canada. I almost said Alaska. Bonehead move. Um, <laughs> Come it's, on, it's very, it's very slice of life, very Canadian in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's not like crazy things that happen in it. Uh-huh. Um, they're very just kind of like I don't want to say mundane stories. They're just kind of but like it kind of right, like, but they're still exciting. It's still like you get yes. to see how like. Uh, like I don't, I hate to say Americana, but it's it's Americana is kind of described as like kind of those like just kind of like lay low, um, yeah, type things, and yeah. uh, it has that very like even keel throughout it, like very yeah. uh, relaxing and uh, gives you kind of a nice warm fuzzy feeling inside. Right. So and there is I'm a place for that, and, and, and yeah. yeah, I think that that Empire Falls is probably the best book like new book that I read this year for sure. Mm. I read so many repeat books. I read so yeah. many repeat books, but, but as far as like new book that I cannot get my mind off of empire falls is still that. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely yeah. my, my number three. Nice. Uh, my number two uh, on the list is everything Disney investor day with star Wars and MCU. Oh nice. my god! I had a nerdgasm watching <laughs> that video. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, er, even though I'm not a fan of uh, Kathleen Kennedy in the slightest, all the stuff she dropped about Star Wars was awesome. Yeah, absolutely yeah. awesome. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and Kevin Feige never disappoints when I hear him speak because he's not always a single- got something great to say about the MCU. Um, yeah. I love the direction that both universes are going into. Um, and I think that we have a lot of stuff to look forward to. I'm really yes. hoping that they, uh, they did officially, officially, even though we all knew it was coming, they officially announced a uh, fantastic four was coming to the silver screen, hopefully, and finally properly done uh, for the first <laughs> time ever. Um, and I'm hoping that they give us an announcement that, uh, the leads will be, uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I would love mm. to see them as the head of the, uh, first family of yeah. Marvel comics. Um, because I, I think that they, a, they're already a married couple and B, they play off of each other so fucking well. Mm-hmm. A Quiet Place, they did such a fantastic job yeah. together in that movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that, like, I think that John Krasinski, because he does have that comedic uh, backbone, he's not, like, an actual comedian, but he's does comedy acting. Um, yeah. That they'll be able to do that tone that the MCU has really, really well. Um, and I think Emily Blunt, even though she's mostly known for doing the more serious roles, I still think that she can be really fucking hilarious as well. Um, I've seen them do interviews together and she's, she's, she's so fun uh, to watch. Um, I'm super excited to see the, uh, uh, the MCU, uh, Mm -hmm. Disney plus shows. Um, WandaVision is literally right around the corner. It drops next Friday. Yeah, uh, Friday the fifteenth, right? That's, that's I believe that's wrong, so. Right? Yeah, yeah, Friday the fifteenth next week. 
Um, I'm super excited to see where WandaVision is going to go. Um, I was very nervous when I heard the name of the show way back in the day, but knowing the concept of the show now, it to- makes total sense that that's the name sure. of the series. Sure. Um, and like I said, Star Wars, we got more Mando coming. We get a, uh, a, uh, uh, Asaka series. We're going to see a Obi-Wan series. Uh, Taika Waititi is going to be directing a film. Holy Which shit. Is so That's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, like, yes, Abrams definitely was a Star Wars nerd. I get yeah. that. I get that. But I think uh, Taika is definitely going to be, I think he knows how to marry his style with taking serious the culture that it comes from. I, yeah. I really do think that. And we've seen to, that in the episodes that he's And we've directed. seen that with in yeah. Mandalorian. Like, yeah. that was easily probably the funniest episode, but also easily, in my opinion, also one of the closest, like, resemblance of, like, a true Star Wars. I agree. Story. I agree. Inside completely. of uh, uh, the universe. Um so, yeah, I think I'm the excited. day that I, I think the that. day that Favreau and Filoni take over as as co <sighs> Kathleen Kennedy, uh, yeah. like she needs to go oh. and 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 needs to be replaced by one of those two because that yeah. would solidify the future of Star Wars for me. I have sure. always loved John Favreau, even though I disliked some of the movies that he ended up doing, like Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> Sure. You can't uh, all be bangers. You can't all be bangers, especially when the good shit that you're pumping out is that good. You expect some of the bad shit that you make has to sway in the other direction. And regardless, I did not like Jungle Book, the live action Jungle Book that he did. And I really disliked the quote unquote live action Lion King Oh yeah, movie that was absolutely zero. It was not live action except for like one single shot. Uh, it gave him the ability to do Mandalorian. It, it got it, his foot. It, in the, yeah, exactly. It, it it gave us the ability to get Mandalorian to the awesome powerhouse, visually stunning, and being able to do work in what they've dubbed the volume. Um, they wouldn't have had that uh, ability had he not uh, kind of paved the way with. Uh, a jungle book first off yeah. and then also the lion king so yeah 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 yep my number so two that was my number two yep yeah my number two is tenet okay okay yeah hear me out. i did finally watch it i did okay. finally watch it so you can spoil it and i i do have some words okay okay <laughs> here's my thing that i will qualify this by saying it is not the movie tenet Okay. It is how I saw the movie Tenet. Okay, it makes sense, okay. yeah. So if you remember last year, um, if not my number one, it was at least my number two nerdy moment of, of the year, was the the buildup and then the subsequent first three episodes of, of season eight of Game of Thrones. This yep. is this is very similar to that, where, where I'll qualify by saying that, that I don't think the movie Tenet is the second best thing that nerdy thing that happened to me this year. Cause this, that's just yeah. insulting to all of the other yeah. good content that came out. Like Tenet is a very formulaic action movie and, and I don't find it to be, um, 
I don't find it to be Nolan's like top three even like no he I has made either. so no. much better and is capable of making so much better yeah it doesn't stop it from being an incredibly fun movie though but where this falls into my number two is because I got to go to the Alamo to see it and that alone like I could have gone to see New Mutants at Alamo and had it opened up and if I got that same thrill that I got from from going to see Tenet, it would have made it all mm. worth it. Yeah, I mean, like that, f- just those opening like fifteen minutes when it when it immediately throws you in to yeah. like this action packed tense music. People are getting shot. Like I was immediately on board from that moment on. And and again, just like being able to be at Alamo and have my cookies and have my chicken fingers and have my French fries <laughs> and sit in my comfy seat. It was so like that for just a moment, like there was this moment in time, even though I had a face mask on where like everything melted away and it's just like, it felt mm-hmm. like 2019. Like I was just yeah. like, wow. Like it was just yeah. this breath of fresh air of like, we will get back to this. Like we will get back yeah. to this one day. Cause we were there briefly this year. Yeah. And, and that's why tenant holds that spot for me. I, 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 I will agree with you, even though I didn't get to see it in the theater. Um, I do think Tenet is, it's it's a Nolan film. Like, that is the best review that you can get of it, yeah. is that yeah. it was a Nolan film. You're going to enjoy it. Mo- most people are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, is it the best written story that he's done? No. I think no. that uh, 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 Inception uh, handle is... Because it kind of does a little bit, it does similar trippy visual things. I think mm-hmm. uh, Inception was a better told story, um, and more. Even though it was batshit crazy, it was more straightforward than Tenet. Yeah. Tenet hurt my brain. By the Did time it? I okay. Was done watching it, it hurt my brain. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how? wait, how does this happen? Like, how does this work? Like, it was really hard. Like, and I trust, like, even though, like, no plot is 100% plot hole free, in my opinion, I know that Nolan does his homework and he really maps out the story really well. So I know that, like, what I would consider possibly a plot hole is not really a plot hole. There's a reason why it, a moment happened in the timing that it did. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, it still hurt my brain because it was so <laughs> fucking confusing yeah. because like they're going yeah. backwards and then they're going forward, but then they have to go backwards to go forward again. It's like, uh-huh. wait, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but visually it was so damn cool. Mm-hmm. Just like any other Nolan film. Um, the cinematography was top notch. And then plus you also know because Nolan really doesn't like to do CGI if he can get away with it. He will do the shots in in real life in camera. So yes. being able to know that we saw a lot of the shots that seemingly seem impossible, they're actually mm-hmm. done in camera. Uh, t- two awesome in particular feat. that I think of. So Denzel Washington's son, whose name I'm blanking on right now. Uh, it yeah. is the is the lead role, and in yep. that, um, there's a scene where where he fights himself. Yeah, and it, he's fighting his inverted self. So one of him is moving backward through time and fighting Denzel Washington's son, who is moving forward in time. 
And there's yeah. no CG in that fight. That nope. whole nope. fight is choreographed for one person to they learn the fight backwards and the yep. other person learned the fight forwards and they had the fight and filmed the fight practically and that's insane. And what else is yeah. insane on, on a much higher scale, but a little less impressive in my opinion than teaching someone how to get in a fist fight backwards. Uh, they also crashed a fucking plane into a yeah. building. <laughs> anyway, I think that's worth mentioning, but yeah. it, just like that overall, like I needed, and, and I feel like I will kind of need the same thing when Alamo opens up again. Like I need a blockbuster to get me back into the, the, the theaters. Like, that was the perfect way for, for for me and my small friend group to, like, sit down and just, like, get that experience again. Like, I had goosebumps yeah. start to finish that movie. And, and because it was so spectacle, that helped a lot. That was necessary. Yeah. Um, so, so that's my number two. Yeah. Um, all right. To some uh, honorable mentions. I have a lot more for honorable mentions because, I, like I said – you know, there was a lot more good nerdy yeah. stuff that happened yeah. this year outside of the bad shitty stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to rattle off the list here. Yeah. Um, yeah. All the reunions that we got because of this year. Um, uh, there was a lot of YouTube uh, episodes mm-hmm. or YouTube videos that were all about it. Um, like uh, Josh Gad uh, started doing a uh, channel right. called Reunited Apart. We got to see people that we thought were never going to be able to like uh, get together in a quote unquote room together. We got the Goonies reunion. We got the Ghostbusters reunion, Ferris Bueller reunion. We also got a ton of uh, 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 script read throughs. I love watching those. I'm kind of blanking on them. I know that there was one for uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, oh, okay, and some other ones that were really good. Um, so that was really great that we got to see the reunions from that. We got Bill and Ted face the music this year. Uh, <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That movie was awesome. Yeah, it it, yeah. it delivered to my expectations perfectly. It was cheesy as fuck, but the characters were so damn fun. I think Keanu Reeves. That's one of Keanu Reeves' best uh, roles is playing yeah. Bill. Yeah. Um, and I think that Ertz Head, uh, uh, I think that that was perfect. Um, uh, Netflix put out some great stuff. My favorite film of the year so far. Um, and also, at the same time, most aggravating one, Trial of the Chicago 7. Mm. If you want to be pissed off at our political justice system watch that movie because that shit really happened uh, mm. back in the 70s um, or 60s or 70s whenever it was um, oh my god the acting in that was actually absolutely amazing uh, Sasha Baron Cohen stole the show with that movie uh, he was easily the most watchable thing I hate his character Borat I don't like any of the stuff <laughs> that he does with Ollie yeah. G but I think all the acting they did us outside of that is usually really fantastic. Um, I know that Borat was like toted as tw- one of 2020's best moments. Not in my opinion. I not still in my opinion to watch either. It. Yeah. Um, I just don't like that character. Like I, I I'm think not a huge though, fan of Sasha stuff, Baron Cohen. So. Do not hear me as saying that I I don't think Rami Malek should have gotten the role because I think 
that that I think Rami Freddie Malik Mercury did a good am- job, like amazing. But Sasha I think Baron Sasha Cohen Baron Cohen would have would been have so much better, so good in that role. Oh my! I would God. I th- I. I I would love to see a another Queen film or yeah. a Freddie Mercury uh, Just biopic something, where yeah. or with, biopic. Sorry, anybody that has problems with me calling it biopic, biopic. kiss my ass. <laughs> um, but I think that I th- he needs to play Freddie Mercury. Yes, he needs to play him. I know he can do it. He's flamboyant, and I he's proven that with his his Ollie G characters that yep. he does. Uh, and I, I really hope that we get to see it. Um, and uh, what was my... Oh, my last one. Uh, this is kind of selfish of me, but uh, where are you at? Where are you at? I can't even find it. Oh, here it is. Uh, I have my first official writing credit. Published hey. writing credit this year. Uh, my uh, buddy Brian Collins wrote a book called Sew yeah. Together. It's yeah. a fantasy novel. It's his first time writing a novel. It's absolutely fantastic. And I got the writing credit uh, in it as a developmental editor because I helped go through and uh, note up the manuscripts. Yeah. And uh, help him with uh, clarifying story points in it. Um, he did all the heavy lifting. I just kind of pointed out saying like, hey, you could tweak this. It might make the read sure, a little sure. bit better. Um, it's It's a really fun book. An audiobook is coming out for it very soon. I'm super hey, excited about that. That's awesome. Uh, as well. Um, but yeah, a uh, uh, shameless plug. Uh, you can go to, let's see what the website is. You can go to useeverycolor.com and uh, pick up the book from there. Or you could go to Amazon, get either the hard copy or the digital copy uh, sewn together. Uh, S E W N uh, by Brian A. Collins check it out i had a help in getting it done small small little help but pick it up support support uh independent artists yes absolutely support independent artists for sure so yeah those are my honorable mentions fantastic uh Uh, in 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 your style as well just because i have so many i will kind of rapid fire through mine as well uh, I am a bit heartbroken that Star Wars did not find its way onto my top five list because it okay. absolutely deserved a spot on it. And so I need to yeah. throw a shout out toward um, season two of Mandalorian just because it was okay. so good. Just so good. I loved it. I'm shocked that's not on your like actual list. I'm really I know. shocked. I know. And I, I honestly, I think next episode that we record should be a rant. And I would really like to, to touch on uh, my feelings towards Star Wars as of as of recently, but it's not to say that I didn't think that Mando season two was a perfect ten because it really was. Um, those first three episodes, I really wasn't sure. I was like, oh shit, they really missed the mark with this season. Yeah, and I I started off on a really worried note, but then from episode four on, it was just so good. And so yeah. that that really needs that really needs a nod for me. And, and I I yeah. wanted it to find a way on my list, but everything on there was like really carefully placed on there for a reason that I have on yeah. this list. So, um, 
Cyberpunk 2077 finally came out as well after it was delayed 150 times. I think Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think Cyberpunk for me was my was your New Mutants, right? Of just like something that uh-huh. at the end of the day I was just like, can this just fucking come out so I can play it? Yeah. I understand some people had a really rocky release with this because it was a very buggy game for some people. Yeah, I lucked out. I lucked out. I had a very, very, very smooth run of this game. I'm still playing because nice. I'm eating up every moment, but I adore it. I think it's amazing. Ozark Season 4 uh, came out as well. Yeah. Thought it was fine. Um, I think it sh- I think it's it kind of follows suit to, to Stranger Things where I really wish I hadn't watched Beyond Season 1. The seasons are yeah. are fine. They're really good, and I think the show's it's up just the game a lot. But I think of, it's running it's, out. Of it's story. running out of things, and I think it's it's getting very close to jumping the shark. Um, yeah. Fargo season four also came out this year, and it, it's the same thing. I thought it was great, but but we were I, promised I got it. we were promised three seasons, and what uh-huh. do they do? They make a shit ton of money. So they made a fourth yep. season, and and I, I got through I got through episode two, and I was like, I just I'm not feeling it. I'm yeah, really not yeah. feeling it. I it was, was really superb. Because I was like, it was superb. I was like, and they Chris had some Rock, really, I know Chris Rock should be how, like how killing they, it for me. Yeah, and it just yeah. didn't. I thought it was great, and there are some really creative episodes, uh, especially kind of getting later on. Um, two more, Cheer, which okay. came out exactly a year ago as we were recording this it came out exactly a year ago uh i I, it was raving about it yeah it was a documentary it's it's dumb but it's really good it's very emotional um and and it's it's snuggled in its way into pop culture and i love it and uh, last but not least is the tom holland film the devil all the time that came out on netflix still need to watch it i still need to watch it you really need to because it is phenomenal it is i did so get it ruined for me good oh you did i did get it ruined for me that's okay I, still I watch still it really want to watch it um mm-hmm. i do have one last honorable mention yeah that please, I forget, please, and please this is probably this is probably my favorite honorable mention it it has to be an honorable mention it's not top tier worthy yeah um it was star girl uh which is another oh, what? Uh, greg berlancy uh uh arrowverse series Say what you will about the DC Extended Universe. The Arrowverse is absolutely amazing. Um, that is opinion. interesting to hear. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I love... I think the reason why I love the Arrowverse so much is partially because it fills that void that I had watching Smallville growing up yeah. uh, on the CW. Yeah, um, it definitely fills that like it hits the mark for teen drama, teen teen dramedy type. Sure, sure, stuff, sure. Because I'm a sucker for teen dramas. <laughs> I know like, you as are. You can see with the society, <laughs> uh, but like I think the Arrowverse, which is like the DC uh, TV universe, does a phenomenal job uh, because it really hits. With the fans, they yeah. do fan servicey type things in it, but it's not so far into your face. It feels like it's a part of the universe. Mm. It feels like it's meant to be there. Um, I thought Star Girl was a fantastic, fun little romp. Um, it puts the power. Uh, it really, for one, it's a another female led. Uh, superhero show yeah and it's done through the life of a high schooler and stuff like that which 
you know, I think is great. Um, she's really powerful. She's awesome. I love the cast that they have in it. I love the fact that Luke Wilson is in this show. Um, and he's a lot of fun to watch in it. And the visuals are bright and funny. Um, but yeah, the other DC uh, television shows that are in this universe that I think are absolutely awesome. Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. Knocks it out of the park. If you love comic books and you want to see like a comic book and all the crazy sh- shit that they do in the comic books on the TV screen, the Doom Patrol is something that you need to watch. Hmm. Uh, Titans is awesome. DC uh, Arrow, it's inside the Arrowverse. It's not like a direct correlation, but it's inside the Arrowverse. Uh, Supergirl, the first season was kind of lackluster in my opinion, but it did pick up. Um, Flash is still amazing. Uh, And uh, even though the Arrow, uh, the, the inaugural Arrowverse show arrow is ended i think it's still fun but yeah star girl definitely an honorable mention for my 2020 top nerd moments so, fantastic yeah. uh let's get into uh, your number one in just a moment i have to run to the restroom yeah okay run to your restroom to, to, while run. i do that twitch can tell you about this episode's sponsor uh this episode is sponsored by the covid uh virus um, get it while it's hot because <laughs> uh, you're going to end up getting it at some point if you go out without your mask. So wear your fucking mask, people. Wear it. Live by it. Wear it. Or just don't go out. If you're not going to wear a mask, stay inside your house. Order food through Grubhub or uh, DoorDash or whatever Uber Eats and stuff like that and get your greasy pie hole filled that way. Uh, that's about it that I got for fake sponsorships uh drawn a blank luke you better get back here quick or edit this out because i'm just ranting to myself uh basically and i have no way of filling the void outside of this stupid little rant that i'm doing um so i'm just gonna be silent until you get back I can't wait to hear what you had to say to the. I went on as long as I could. I went on as long as I could, and I was like, "I just, I can't go any further." I'm like, (laughs) "I'm at a loss." I get when I get put on the spot like that. It's it's like, "I put you on take over the reins." I just my brain just shuts. It it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. You're number one. All right. My number one. I. I'm shocked that this is not going to be Luke's number one. It's the season finale for God Mandalorian. Damn it! Ah, oh, that makes me feel so weird. Why is Star Wars at the top of your list and it's not even on mine? I know that's why it's so shocking. Oh. I I absolutely loved loved every second of uh, that series. Uh, Partially because I watched it with uh, Mom Donif uh, every episode, every you did uh, Friday or Saturday. I would go. Up to I didn't and know watch that. It with her, oh, that's minus really a sweet. couple of episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to watch it on a big uh, theater on the, on the theater, theater screen. Yeah, TV downstairs. Screen, um, downstairs in the comfy chairs. Um, uh, what a I, way to experience the, that. Yeah, the couple of standout uh, ones uh, in the. Uh, in season uh, two is the Marshall episode one 
Loved every second of that. Uh, Timothy yeah. Oliphant was yeah. absolutely fantastic in there. Plus, we got the tease of uh, uh, Boba Fett coming right. back. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Jedi uh, appearance of Ahsoka Tana. Awesome. Yeah. Rosario Dawson did a bang up I agree job in completely, that. Completely. Um, and then I, I do got to say, I think The Believer is probably my favorite episode out of the series. I love the fact that they brought Bill Burr's character back. So, um, and plus we had that it. moment. Like, I, I nobody think was in the- their mind would ever, ever thought they would utter the ref- the phrase, thank God for TIE fighters. Yeah. Like, nobody would ever, like, guess yeah. in a million years that they would be like, oh, thank God the TIE thank fighters God the are tie- there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I do got to say, the way that they ended the series uh, with the rescue was... It felt like Star Wars again. Like yeah. it, it, this is this is the Star Wars that we've been hoping for and praying for for so long. Yeah. Yes, it was fun to see a continuation of the Skywalker saga as it's now been dubbed. Um, but there were so many missteps with how they handled those trilogies, uh, the sequel trilogies. Um, but the Mandalorian really nailed it on the head as far as like this is everything that you're expecting or wanted as far as the lore, the mythos, the type of characters that we were going to get, the interactions, the humor. Yeah. They balanced the humor and drama so well throughout the series um, that it, it definitely has to hit the mark for me. And it's definitely my number one. Um, even though I was hoping against hope that Luke was not going to be the person to come for Grogu. I, I agree with perfect that. Yeah. Sense. It makes it sense. It made perfect sense yeah. to me. Um, and I think it's just, and it's right. Uh, and it leaves, it leaves the future open. And it also explains a lot of shit. One of the best thing it does is it helps close the gap between, uh, 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 return of the Jedi and, uh, the force awakens. Um, it gives us kind of an idea of how there's a bridge between those two. Yeah. Um, and makes more of the horseshit stuff that was in the <laughs> sequel trilogy. Yeah. Actually plausible and fit. Yeah. Which I got to give, uh, Dave and, uh, John a lot of props to that because I don't think it would have, I don't think that, Anybody else could have necessarily handled that as well as Dave Filoni, especially Dave agree. Filoni, because Dave Filoni is the second coming of uh, George Lucas. Literally. Yeah. Um, Let's just hope he doesn't go down like George Lucas. I hope he doesn't either. <laughs> he he understands Star Wars the best outside of George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he understands. I get it. I get why. Uh, I get I get why the story of the prequels matters. I get where they come in. I just think that they're executed poorly. I, that's, and you that's can see you can see that because the prequels. you can see that because the prequels uh, are done really well in the Clone Wars, which is headed by Dave Filoni. Like yeah. the prequels, it's it's not a problem of like the material there. The material that's no. in the Clone Wars is very interesting. That's in the yeah. prequel trilogy is very interesting. It just wasn't executed well. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my big problem with it. Uh, but yeah, Mandalorian the season finale. It it was my favorite nerd moment of the year. Yeah. 
I I felt like I was watching Star Wars again for the first time. Dang, it gave yeah. me that excitement. Yeah, and it was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for another one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my number one. Dude, okay, we really need to talk about this next episode because uh, I just I didn't have that. <laughs> so funny to me. I know. So we, opposite. Why did we? We, we flipped. We flipped on when, it. When Star Wars is good, suddenly I stop liking it. Like that's <laughs> literally what happened. That's literally what happened. No, I have to be really careful because, like, I really, I don't want anyone to think that I didn't like it because I loved it. I really oh, I did. know you loved it. Like, yeah. you don't have to. You don't. Have I know. To convince I know. Me. But it's so. I'm weird. the one person you don't have to. Convince. Uh, it's, I you have know. to convince it's, it's, all our listeners out there. <laughs> like you heard it here, listeners. Yeah. You can take this as real. Luke just said Star Wars is shit. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Your training to the dark side is complete, oh young Padawan. Have I made you proud today? <laughs> I don't like something. No, I, I loved it. I loved it. Genuinely, and I, I do stand by like giving the season as a whole a perfect 10 rating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually, like, this is probably the closest I would ever give something yeah. to a perfect uh, score. Outside of the society... I'm going to take that to my grave. Oh, yeah. Society is probably the closest thing I will ever give to a perfect score. Yeah. But outside of that, Mandalorian Season 2 is damn close to a perfect score. Damn close. Yeah. Damn close. I I can't argue with that. My number one this year, it, it, it for me, is just like there's so much more behind this show and and the fact that they didn't let a pandemic stop, they they revisited. I should have known that this was coming. I should have known that this they, was coming. <laughs> they revisited. They they still pumped out an episode, and they have yeah. another episode coming out in in, in two weeks. Uh, yeah. Euphoria, the special, the it titled Rue. So this was written, shot, directed, and edited, and released all during COVID. Yeah, and. So the creator of the show uh, has season two ready. It's all written. The scripts have been edited. They were about to start filming when lockdown happened. Mm. And, you know, the, the, the creator of the show is like, okay, shit, I can either just sit on my hands during this or I can actually, you know, use this time. And yeah. he made two completely self-contained episodes that would take place in between season one and two. And if 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 the first episode is anything that the second episode will go off of it, it, i'm really excited for it but it's a it's a bottleneck episode or a bottle episode or whatever carson told us it was um it, it, it's all shot and, and the whole episode takes place in this diner and it's just a conversation between rue who who is still struggling with her addiction speaking mm-hmm. to her kind of uh I would almost say that that it's her it's her divine intervention character, her god figure in the show who's been through addiction and has been through this really hard time kind of speaking into her and mentoring. The whole episode is just this one conversation. Mm-hmm. And from start to finish, it, it it really I have no problem or or uncomfort saying that it is a masterpiece from start to finish. And I felt the same way about the first season of Euphoria, and I felt the same way about this episode. And I, and I think that, like, 
the the feeling that you got watching the the season finale of of Mando being like this is this was the first time I felt like real star like true Star Wars for you in many years. Uh, that was it was the same thing for me except Euphoria never stopped being that great thing. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Like from the first second of of that new episode, I was like, holy shit, these guys can't miss. Like they just yeah. have yet to release something that I was like, this was okay. And yeah. and the fact that that this came out um during all of this and was still they 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 thought outside the box they were creative with it and they still managed to release something that's worth consuming and that's you don't have to like i would never qualify that episode to you by saying oh well it was shot during a pandemic so you have to forgive it like you can just watch it yeah and it's amazing it's amazing that's my number one nice it's a good number one um i still need to get through all the episodes um, I, it's not really for me. Yeah, and that's even fine. Even though it's definitely in the teen drama world, I think it's a little bit too... Do you think it hits kind of close to home with previous work? I think it's... No, I think it's just... it's. I sometimes like stuff that is more realistic. Because the stuff that happens in euphoria is more real to life yeah and like the society yeah or uh uh uh, everwood or dawson's creek and stuff like that yeah even those are those are teen dramas which euphoria technically could be in the realm of teen drama i'd say it's teen drama yeah it's it's very much this is like real life this is like real shit like yeah kids truly deal with addiction like rue does uh and the characters that are in that um deal with home lives like they do and yeah double the fact that like rue actually has a mental disorder of sorts yeah um is something that you typically don't see in a teen drama yeah um I think that that's done well. I just sometimes don't get into it. I like the I like those things in small doses. You like and and you like to be able to have a release from it too. Where yeah, like, like society was consistently hitting you with heavy shit, but then it also yeah. they had this mystery to solve. Like where are yeah. they? Where did they yeah. go? Like they had a, there was a fantastical yeah. element to it too. And um, that's the and that's the thing I could disassociate that stuff. Even yeah. though I do like stories that are more uh grounded and realistic um there's a certain point to that too where like you could consider it's a little too much for me and it's not that i can't handle it's just like i you don't know if you want to just purposely make yourself sad (laughs) yeah which Um, i get i get that for sure but i do like stories like that that are like in movie forms like i thought the room like the two examples that I'm going to give you are both uh, Brie Larson movies. Yeah. Um, the Room and uh, Short Term 12. Yeah. Which Short Term 12 is the absolute best representation of working with uh, children, uh, teens specifically. Yeah. With mental health or criminal backgrounds and stuff yeah. like that. Um, very, very grounded. Very real very close to home as far as me because I did work at one of those types of facilities. Yeah. Uh, teen facilities. Um, and I could see how, and I, I do see the similarities between that style of story and euphoria. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I think I just have to give it a couple more tries. To I really think it, I, I, I think it's worth it for sure, but don't like, yeah. 
don't don't watch it just because I say yeah. high praise about it. Like, but it, I get, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally understand why you like. Even though I haven't seen the special that you're talking about, I understand why you would want to put it as your number one because I do think that Euphoria, like that, uh, the first couple episodes that I watched, yeah, so well written. Yeah, the performances are yeah. absolutely. St- Stellar. Mm-hmm. The writing is mm-hmm. completely, completely awesome. Uh, the visuals that they use in it are really, really great as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah the the whole yeah. show's fantastic. So yeah, so there it is. The year, yeah. the year, the year wrapped for us. The year wrapped. We finally wrapped 2020. Everybody, <laughs> literally, it took us to finally put out an episode uh, on uh, our year in review of 2020 to wrap 2020 so congratulate us yes for yes 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 making your i know i know you're all out of moonshine uh, easier, but i'll drink so. i'll drink one final time yeah i'll drink one final <laughs> time to uh, to 2020 to put it to rest uh i look i'm very excited for uh our 2021 in re- in recap very oh, very me excited too. Me for too. our 2021 recap yeah uh i could tell you what's going to be number one on my uh my list of uh uh, best moments in 2021. Let's is, hear it. Uh, it's uh, January 20th, uh, the inauguration of uh, <laughs> Mr. President Joe Biden. I don't know uh, if I could leave that in there. My... <laughs> I don't think I can leave that in here. You can leave it in. You... you better damn well leave it in. I don't care. Leave... You want me to leave that in? I want you to leave okay. it in. I All don't right. care. Right. If, there, if any of our listeners get upset because I am anti-Trump, they can just... You, you don't want those. They can deal anyway. with it. You, they can deal with it because <laughs> the man is a nightmare. I I pray I I we wouldn't be in the situation that we are in today if Trump was not president. Like I know that to my core. Yeah. Uh, had we have somebody else? Yeah, I completely I know agree. That, I, I know that. Agree. I know that. I know that Miss Clinton would have. It's not a great choice either, but we wouldn't be dealing with this pandemic uh, the way we are now yeah. had somebody else been in, in charge. But anyways, that's besides the point. Um, we got a lot of great stuff to look forward in 2021. Yes. Uh, MCU is going to be dropping so much content over the next couple of weeks yep. um, and next months that yep. it's going to be uh, a completely fun fanfare. We're going to dive into a lot of that with yes, our future episodes. Also, Warner um, Brothers is releasing a shit ton of things. Like yep, a, yep. a lot of a lot of shit is coming. I think yep. one of my most one of the things I'm looking most forward to is the French Dispatch and oh uh, yes, and yes. the Green Knight. Those two yeah. things. I okay. So I'm I'm so shocked that the Green Knight has not come out yet. I know it's an A24. Um, Why wouldn't they just push it? I don't I, know. Doesn't it matter. Was, it's I was like I know because they dropped that trailer so early. Yes, they uh, did. Uh, that I figured it had been out by now. I get that they had to delay it. Yeah, but yeah. They've been A24 has been dropping other stuff during the exactly. Pandemic, so. I, yeah, I was surprised to see that, but but I yeah. think that they're banking on that being a pretty popular one. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I I can see the appeal behind waiting, yeah. but those two films are like fuck yeah! I can't wait yeah. to, to to actually see those, and hopefully get to see them in theaters. So yeah, um, and besides like the nerd stuff that's coming down the pipeline that we get to look forward to in twenty twenty one. Uh, the Know Nothing Nerds actually do have some other stuff that we're looking forward yes. to in 2021 personally as a podcast. Yep. Um, hopefully, we're not going to promise that we're going to be doing more consistent 
content, but, but we are going to be doing more content. Like, yeah, and uh, and also, that. I mean, like, I I feel comfortable enough saying that like there are a few things that that are hopefully coming down the pipeline that will help us to release content more regularly yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, 2020 has been our least consistent year. <laughs> it's so true. It's so definitely true. been our least consistent so 20, year. It's so 2020 it's of so us. It's so 2020 of us. <laughs> but I, I really hope that we can, that we can remedy that a little bit this year. Um, and, and hopefully address some of those things pretty early on this year as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, until next time, the next episode might be a rant episode or we may do a hentai episode. We, we <laughs> may just jump into researching that, get back yeah. into the topics like that. Um, but we will definitely come back soon with another episode. We won't make any like hard line promises. Uh, we've kind of we'll see you when we see you right from now. That mistake, yeah. Uh, yeah. In the past. So, but yeah, until next time. Uh, oh yeah, we'd need to drop our social media shit that we never check. Or I never check. I should say. <laughs> no, 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 we um, never check. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search No Nothing Nerds. You can uh, find us on Twitter at KN Nerds, uh, and our uh, we do have an Instagram. It's No Nothing Nerds. And you can email us, uh, which nobody ever does except for <laughs> spam bots and Russian. I almost said terrorists. Who knows? <laughs> they could be terrorists. We don't. We don't know. Uh, Russian mobsters. We'll just say that Russian, uh, mobster Russian, Russian mobsters yeah. and uh, undercover KGB. Yep. Uh, email us at knownothingnerds at gmail uh, As always, like and subscribe to our episodes. Uh, share us with your family members, your pets, your uh, her cousin. Was that that too rude? I am sorry, anybody that has her cousin. I didn't meet it. There's nothing. I'm wrong an with asshole. It. You didn't say that there was anything wrong with it. You just there's point, nothing just, wrong with it. You just specifically just said that it's out they, of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, we're gonna get busted for that one. I think. Anyways, I could bleep that. What else is new? I could bleep that. What else is new? What else uh, is new? What else is new? We're we saying something controversial. Uh, I don't mean it. I don't mean it. Uh, anyways, uh, just share us with everybody you know, even even <laughs> President Donald Trump. Uh, especially share it President with him, Donald especially Trump. him. Uh, but until next time, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.